welcome to the Above the Rim podcast, episode two. Brought to you by your host Justin, aka Just Blaze. And I got a special guest today. We got my man, my good, good friend, Hakim Constantine. What's up, Executive Justin? director and founder of the Simeon's House organization. Give him a round of applause. Hakeem, how you doing, my brother? Uh, just, I'm just happy to be here, baby. I feel you, man. It's a good day. It's a little cold out here. A little nippy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. No appreciate problem. Appreciate you coming today, my brother. Uh, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. <laughs> I hear that, man. So, yeah, so this weekend, it's All-Star Weekend this weekend. New Orleans, NOLA, hopefully, uh... It'll be an entertaining and festive All-Star Weekend. I mean, what do you think about last All-Star Weekend? How was it? It was decent. The same thing I thought about the last 10 All-Star Weekends. <laughs> it doesn't get good until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth quarter, Until right. the fourth quarter. Well, but all the of the festivities, though. Oh, absolutely. You know, but the first three quarters is usually street ball. And True. when you get to the fourth quarter, True. it's time to play. Game time. True. That's a fact. Absolutely. I wish they'd play more defense throughout the yeah, whole game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, all-star game, you got to get the people what they want. You at, got to. As Jalen Rose would say. <laughs> got to get the people what they want, bro. You got to. You got to. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. So uh, so hopefully this all-star weekend will be good. So we're going to dive in. First, I want to talk to you about the three-point contest, okay. which I think, I think actually is the most competitive event of the whole weekend each year, I feel like. You think so? I think the three-point contest is the most competitive. They, uh, I feel like they take that seriously from the jump, the three-point contest, you know? So this year, they changed it up a little bit in the three-point contest. The contestants this year are Clay Thompson, Kyle Lowry, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Nick Swaggy P. Young, Swaggy P. Wes Matthews, CJ McCollum and Eric Gordon. Okay. What do you think about that list right there? Mediocre. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> you know, just just because you can shoot threes in a game doesn't make you a three-point shooter. Thank you. Right now we call that barbecue chicken. <laughs> you <laughs> Thank know, you. but hey, mediocre at best. I mean it's one. Very you, good three-point shooter. Do you have a, a problem? Let me tell you my problems. I have a problem with... Uh, I'm going to go... I'm not feeling Swaggy P in the three-point contest. I mean, he could hit the three, but I don't see him as a pure shooter. Well... He's a streaky shooter. Absolutely. But lo and behold, when you look at the list, how many guys on the list are pure shooters? So honestly, Clay. I think my finals pick is going to be Clay Thompson against Swaggy P. And Klay Thompson's going to win it by... You got Swaggy P in the final? Absolutely, because think about it. Swaggy, Swaggy P, P, he's a streaky shooter. But True. I think overall, second place is the first loser. I'm going with Klay. <laughs> I put my money on Klay. You got your money on Klay? Absolutely. I actually, I actually have my money on Klay as well. Yeah. But I would love to see CJ or Kemba make a nice run for it. Hey, anything's possible for second place. First place, <laughs> easy money. I'm going with Clay Thompson. So you think Clay is automatic? Case closed. That's Case the closed. second best to Stephen Curry. And you know why he's not in there. That's just easy work. Let That's somebody else work. get the $25,000 yeah. dollar. He didn't want it this year. $25,000 check. He don't want it. <laughs> Feel you me? You know? I hear you, son. Dang, but... I mean... I'm, I'm upset that J.J. Redick is not on. Well, you got to look at it like this. A lot of guys may not want to be in it. So they got to select from the pool who wants to be there. It's like all the festivities. That's you know, very true. A lot of guys, they just don't want to go through with it. So a lot of these guys, they say, hey, sign me up. Let me get a chance at 25 or I don't even know what the bonus money is. But yeah. let me take my crack at it. Exactly. I mean, but um, on a slight note, Kyle Lowry is shooting 42% from three. Clay, he's shooting above Klay Thompson, who's shooting 40% from three. 
Kyrie Irving at 39. You don't think Kyrie got a chance? I actually think Kyrie got a chance. Let me ask you this question. Go ahead. With the game on the line, you need three points. Which one of those three guys are you going to give the ball to? Out of those, Clay, Kyrie, and Kyle Lowry? Yes, sir. At the game on the line, I'm yes, going sir. Kyrie. Really? Game on the line? For the three? Kyrie can hit that three on the I game on the line. Okay. Okay. Well, game on the line. If you ask me for a three uh-huh. in general, yes. I'll say Clay. Okay. A more guaranteed bucket is Clay. Okay. Well, but have you known Clay to hit any game winning shots? Yeah. Is his heart there in the clutch? That's another discussion. But for the money. All-Star Weekend. Okay. Clay Thompson has Mr. Constantine's money on him. <laughs> Let's go, Clay. Hey, listen, man. I got... I'm going to go with Clay. Not in fact, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take that way out. I'm going to go... Kyrie Irving for the win. Kyrie Irving. Okay, so how about this? Let's just get this out the way for all the listeners. Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie. Yes, I sir. got Clay. Got Clay. We're going to make a bet for dinner. Okay? <laughs> so the loser has to buy dinner. Okay? And if none but of... But that makes me want to choose Clay. No, it doesn't matter. I've already reserved them. So if none of our contestants win, mm-hmm. we break even. You got it. All right? You and we it. have to go volunteer our time at an event. There okay? you go. You got it. So that's what we do. We do you it for the it. community. You got it. So now, that goes into the discussion of who you think is the best three-point shooter of all time. This could go many ways. Many people have many different opinions. Some people jump on a new wave and go Steph. Some go Ray, some go Reggie. Who's your best three-point shooter of all time? Well, when we talk about all time, that means total body of work. Mm-hmm. And from all of the basketball that I've seen in my time, I would have to go with... Ray Allen as mm. being the best of all time. The most clutch, you can still probably say Ray Allen, but as a Knicks fan, I say Reggie Miller. Mm. I cried my eyes out many nights <laughs> watching Reggie. You saw that way too oh, many yeah. nights. The way too break. many nights. Resident Knicks fans. Oh, yeah. Resident Knicks fan, by the way. Oh, yeah. But I mean, listen, there are many great three point shooters, but if we got to talk about all time, Consistency in the clutch, proven when the money's on the line. Mm-hmm. You gotta go with Jesus Shuttlesworth, Boom. aka Ray Allen. There you go. I'm going with him. That's my choice. So we in agreement on that. Oh, absolutely. Everybody knows I'm biased. Without That's my a doubt. Favorite player. Without a doubt, because consistency and longevity. Thank you. Equals all time. Thank you. Without longevity and create, uh, without longevity and consistency, it's no such thing as all time great. Exactly. You gotta put in my books. You gotta put in at least a decade. A to decade be, to work. At least. Exactly. So you don't put Steph Curry in the top rankings of greatest three point shooters of all time. Oh no no no! I do. I just okay. was speaking career wise. Okay. You, you know, I mean, he hasn't hit a decade yet. He's you know eight what? seasons in. I'll, I'll soften the stance. Eight okay. to ten years. Eight to ten. Okay. Eight then, to ten then he years. fits the bill. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. No, you can't take anything away from Steph Curry. Okay. But all time body of work. Check the stat book. Ray Check Allen. The stat. Ray That's, Allen. Yeah. Ray Allen. All time. Absolutely. Two thousand nine hundred and seventy three three pointers made. Reggie second place. Two thousand five hundred and sixty mm-hmm. threes made. And number three is surprisingly Jason Terry. So let me ask you this Do you think Steph Curry When he's said and done Retired Do you think he's gonna be The number one all time If he stays healthy He has a great opportunity A great chance But that's the key Is staying healthy Uh, You know As you know Watching basketball Is a funny game Mm -hmm. One year You're the greatest thing Next year ACL blows out Achilles blows out That's all it takes Is one ankle roll And One slip Absolutely And you're never the same Listen As a Knicks fan As many years I watched Allen Houston Mm. Until his knees went bad Underrated Until his knees went bad Mm -hmm. Until he had to get the micro What is it Micro fracture surgery But he was great for many years So if he stays healthy Absolutely Anything's possible Okay I hear that Without a doubt So now let's go into The slam dunk contest Last year we had a Excellent slam dunk contest Very competitive Very competitive Aaron Gordon Zach Levine Zach Levine Taking it away Aaron Gordon Who got robbed in my opinion You think so? I think Aaron Gold won that with the 
with the one under the legs over the uh, mascot. I think he won it with that. Yeah, that was close. Exactly. That was close. So this year's slam dunk contestants, you got Aaron Gordon, got my man, DeAndre Jordan, big LA DJ. L.A. in the house. <laughs> then you got Glenn Robinson the third, the descendant of Big Dog, Glenn okay. Robinson. Then you got seldom used Derek Jones of the Phoenix Suns. Derek Jones is a D-League call-up. He's okay. played a total of 11 minutes in the NBA this year. Okay. But he could jump out the gym. Never seen him in my life. Never seen him neither in my life. TNT, Shaq and Kenny was getting on him. Like, who is this dude? Who he play for? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, who you got this year in the slam dunk contest? Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon. And yeah. if it's not Aaron Gordon, then I'm going to go with this guy, Derrick Jones. You're going to go with Derrick Jones? Because best believe, he's got some tricks up his sleeve and oh, I've yeah. never even seen him. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's in the D-League, he's working hard and think about it. This is his time to shine. Like a showman. Absolutely. This is his time to shine. All-Star Weekend. He's going for his. He's going for broke. So if Aaron Gordon doesn't get it, I'll go with Mr. Derrick Jones. Okay. Yeah. I'm going Aaron Gordon as well. Okay. Because I, I really like Aaron Gordon and his dunk. I think he's very creative. I think he's extremely creative. So um, I'm going to go with him. Second place, I'm going to go DeAndre Jordan. I think DeAndre Jordan might have a couple tricks up his sleeve. He got help with Blake Griffin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely think... I mean, the dunk contest is not good for big men, though. It's not. It's never good. Remember Dwight Howard's the last big man, but other than that, what other big men really won the dunk contest? Yeah, because it looks too easy. It, it looks does. too easy. It does. They got to do some throwing in type of shit, throwing in the rim, and... <sighs> I'm not crazy about big men, but I think DeAndre would try to be a little more creative. Hopefully. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how so much you, hang time So you said you has. got Derrick Jones or... Uh, well, no. Sleeper? No, as a sleeper. Yeah, as a sleeper. I mean, well, you know, it's only four contestants. Exactly. So I go Aaron Gordon. And if he doesn't get it, we'll go with Mr. Derrick Jones. Okay. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. So now we're going to talk about who do you think is the best in-game dunker of all time and the best dunk contest dunker of all time. I wrote down some classic NBA dunkers okay. to remind the people. Yeah. All right. Some dunkers that come to mind. You got to remind the people. Absolutely. Jason Richardson. Mmm. Mm. Sean Kemp. Ooh. The Rain Man. Dr. Julius Irv. Dr. J. MJ, of course. His Ennis. Dominique Wilkins. Nick. Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins. Ooh. <laughs> My man, tell me you remember D. Brown. Oh, yeah. D. Flat Brown, tops. flat top and the Reebok. Get your flat tops ready. Tell me you remember J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder, exactly. <sighs> J.R. Ryder was, he was low-key one of the best dunkers ever. Yeah. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Ooh. LeBron James. LeBron. Harold Miner. Harold Miner. Baby Jordan, they used to call him. I they don't know did. why. Maybe the bald head. <laughs> but it stops there. Oh. <clears throat> hey. Anything's possible, bro. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> Blake Griffin. Blake jumping over the car. Jumping over that. the car. Yeah. So, um, so who you think is your best in-game dunk of all time? Vince Carter. Best in-game dunker? Vince Carter. Mm. Bottom line. Okay. He's also the best. In my opinion, he's the best dunker, period. I was getting ready to say that. Yep. Best dunker period in the in the dunk contest, <clears throat> and the best dunker period in game. Because when you watch the highlights, first of all, anyone that can jump over someone seven three seven three, you got to give him credit and respect in a for game with authority. With authority, and he's dunked over some of the greatest shot blockers in our era. Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning. You name him, he's dunked on him. And not only that, with the power that he does it with. I agree. The power and authority that he does it with, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. When you look at the game today, no one's even close to Vince Carter. No one's as even close. As, as far as dunking in the game? As far as dunking in the game on someone. On someone. And we're not talking Ooh, about... wait, wait a minute. Go ahead. Blake Griffin can dunk on someone now. Yeah, he can, but it's different when... 
the ball deflects off the rim and it's a putback dunk and it's I'm oh, coming at you. Saturday night he just had a dunk. He just dunked on uh, Miles Plumley in Charlotte. Oh, uh, he dunked on, on who? My- <laughs> exactly. My point exactly. We're not talking. We're not talking. Who? Who did he dunk on? Right now we call that barbecue chicken. My point exactly. Miles Plumley. Exactly. So he dunked on Miles Plumley. He's a suitable defender. And when you look at Vince's body of work, we got I the mean, best yeah. shot blocker in history, the Kembe. Mm-hmm. We got Alonzo Mourning, mm-hmm. reign uh, defensive player, the de- defensive player of the year for many years. Very true. Shaq may be on that list. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Knicks are on that list because I've watched <laughs> him come from Toronto and just terrorize us year after year. Mm-hmm. So you got to give Vince's credit. You do. I agree with you. I How think you he's think the he best got the name? Half man, half, half amazing. Amazing. Think about that. Think about that. Half amazing. And when you think about it, too, as I said, when you rank greatness, you have to be careful. He's done it consistently over a period of time. Very true. Over an extended period of time. I agree. Check it out. You I don't agree. believe me? Go to YouTube. Ask Siri. Ask Google. <laughs> They'll show you. Ask Siri. Yeah, she'll tell you. She'll tell you. I might I might agree with you there. So, He's definitely the... Vince has got my vote. Time. Yeah. You think you know. he had the best dunk contest of all time? Oh, absolutely. When he had that between the legs? That it's was over. That was the best dunk, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was the best dunk contest of all time. Of all time. And over if it's Jordan and Neek? Absolutely. And okay. if it's not the best of all time, okay. it has to be second place to that dunk contest. Okay. For the simple fact, you got Vince. Uh, you had T Mac in there. T-Mac you had in Stevie there. Francis in there. Franchise. And all of these guys came to ball that night. They all came to ball. They definitely did. And they all had dunks worthy of it. But sure Vince, did. he just was on another level that night. And that's when the dunk contest was really fun. It re- oh, man, was it? It was, it was really a fun. show. Yeah. It was dunks we've never seen before. Mm hmm. It was the creativity, bringing the audience in. Everybody at home was at the edge of their seats. Absolutely. and when Everyone you, tuned in. And when you think about it, everyone took it serious. It was a serious contest. Very serious And contest. they came to play. And another big factor, no missing dunks. Oh, we can go on and on about that. Listen. No, every time, listen, every time I see an NBA player miss a dunk, Loser get crazy hard, Spaldy written on your ass. Don't miss a dunk. Don't miss a dunk. I'm sick of it. I mean, I know they practice it a million times, but still practice a little harder. I agree. I agree with that. So that's so we're in agreement on a dunk contest there. I agree with that. So now we're gonna transition over to the big game on Sunday, the All Star game. So there was a lot of controversy in the All-Star game this year. There was a lot of people left out of the All-Star game this year who shouldn't have been left out this year. For the first time in nine years, there's no D-Wade. No D-Wade. No Carmelo. No Melo. No CP3. No CP3. Is that fair or foul? Hey, listen, this is what the people voted for, and this is what... And the coaches. And the coaches voted for. So, hey, listen... I'm a firm believer in everyone having their time. These guys, they've had their time, and it's time for the younger guys. you think guys. it's over? Not to say that it's completely over, but okay. you have to think about it. Every okay. year, it's a draft with 60 players. True. Eventually, talent is going to flush itself out. So you have to give the new guys a chance. Very and true. it's a younger fan base. But you yeah. don't think any any one of those three deserved it? Well, I think CP3 and Melo deserved it. Do you know? I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. Because of his health, who being that he was the most, uh, being that he was the most healthiest player of the bunch, I believe Melo deserved it. I mean, I check, believe Melo check his it. stats. He definitely deserved to we come off the, the bench. He's What's his averaging stats? 23 points per game, six rebounds, three assists, with a 19 PER rating. Right. Who? But, who? Who? Uh, who well, are the reserves the, for the East? That, that's what I'm about to get you. The East. Let's go. Let's go through the East. The East. LeBron James, yeah. Jimmy Butler, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, you like how I language? Ooh. Right now we call that barbecue. Oh, you like how I finagled that? Okay. Demar Derozan, Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry. Paul Millsap, 
Isaiah Thomas, John Wall, Kemba Walker. I see two names Melo could have got over them in that. Paul, Paul George and Millsap. Not Paul George. I still give Paul George the nod. No. Not well, remember, Mello. you only need to take out one for Melo. Okay, well. I take out Millsap. I feel like Millsap or Love. I would, oh, I'd take out, listen, if I had to get Melo in there, either Millsap, either Love, or Paul George. But you see, it's the product of a lot of... You don't think Paul George deserves it? I didn't say that he didn't deserve okay. it, but over Melo, when you look at Melo, check the stats. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do mm-hmm. is check the stats. Paul George got good stats too What's now. What's the stats? Do you got them? I don't have Paul George's, but I know he averages at least 22 points per game. He averages, uh, I think it's four rebounds and a, a few more assisted mellows. It's about four assists. Absolutely. But with the game on the line, I'll take Mr. Carmelo. Oh, you I'll know? take him with the game. But remember, Paul George and the Pacers have a better record than the Knicks. So you Abs- have to take that into account. I, I'm just going to say this, mm-hmm. even though it's not on the topic. I think Carmelo is the most disrespected superstar. Oh, we're going to get there, my brother. Of the past Ooh. five to ten years. Preach. And I'll leave it as that. <laughs> okay, so you think Melo deserved it? Yes, sir. West All-Stars. You got Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, James Harden, DeMarcus Cousins, Marcus Saul, Draymond Green, Russell Westbrook, Klay Thompson, DeAndre Jordan, and Gordon Haywood. I think CP3 should have been in the All-Star game. I think he should at least have been selected an injury replaced. I think at least I think he at least deserves to make it. You know, over I will put him over Clay Thompson. Well, you think CP3 deserved it? I'm gonna put it to you like this. Okay. You can't select a person and have them injury replaced who's already injured. He's he's injured all the time. Yeah, but he played majority of the season. Yeah, he but he just got injured a few yeah, weeks but before. I, I put it to you like this. Okay. I think not to say that he didn't deserve it, uh-huh. but when you look at the guards in the West, mm-hmm. who else didn't deserve it? Gordon Haywood. He's Gordon take- Haywood deserved it. No, that's what I mean. I Gordon say. Haywood, he's taking the Jazz in a beautiful direction. He is. Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You got I'm gonna go Clay Thompson. Steph Curry. You got James Harden. And I guess with Klay Thompson and... Um, you can't have four of them. That's my problem. You can't have four Warriors in there. I'll take three, but not Why four. not? When you flash back a few years ago, we had four Detroit Pistons in there. Yeah. There was four um, Celtics. I yeah, play. it could happen. You yeah. know, I, I, listen, in an All-Star game, someone always gets left out. You, right. you can't please everybody. You right. Maybe next year. You right. So who you got um, All-Star game MVP? Well, I'm an East Coast guy, so I'm going with the East. Uh, okay. Since Melo's not there, we give it to LeBron. Give it to LeBron? LeBron will bring it home. Okay, okay. I'm going to go either. I got two choices. I'm going to go either Anthony Davis, because he's a hometown hero. That's the only reason why. And I feel As like they're going to get him buckets. I'm changing that. I'm okay. changing that. Who you got? We going with Isaiah Thomas. Ooh. Isaiah Thomas, because number one, Isaiah Thomas. he should have been a starter. He should have been a starter. But you know what? He's going to show you why. I feel you. I don't have to start, I but I will that. finish. I would love for that to He'll happen. He'll finish. So I'm you know giving what it time to, it is. Yeah. IT time. I'm going to give it to Isaiah Thomas, because okay. now that I think about it, LeBron will probably play maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, he's not going to go Go hard. sit down, put yeah. a towel on. LeBron or vet. And, and then you know what? We're going to give it to Isaiah Thomas. Okay. You I know, see. we got to give it up. Okay. We got to give it up to the underdogs. Okay, I feel you. I would go with Isaiah Thomas as well. If the West win, I'm going to go with either Anthony Davis or I think James Harden is fiending right now. I think he wants to prove a point. So I think James Harden is going to try to score 40, 45, jack up threes. And we'll see how that goes. I'll tell you what. For the West, if I had to make a pick, I'm going with Russell Westbrook because he's going to say, you know what? Not only am I going to break the triple-double record, mm-hmm. not only am I going to win the regular season uh-huh. MVP, uh-huh. but let me start it off with getting the All-Star Game okay. MVP. So, watch out for Russell Westbrook. You think they're going to talk at the All-Star Game, him and KD? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to be cordial, but, yeah, you got to you know, definitely got to be cordial. I don't think they're going to make up by them. I hey, think just be cordial. Does he have to? Nope. All right, then. Simple he doesn't have to. Hey, life Simple goes on. Life hey, goes on. There you go. Ah, So, uh, like I said before, my man Hawk, a.k.a. Drop a Jewel on him. <laughs> Hawk, a.k.a. Drop a Jewel on him. Like I said before, he's a resident Knicks fan. 
Yes, sir. He's been going through a tough time this season, as I know I have plenty of Nick fan listeners. Yes, sir. So, Hawk, I'm going to start off. You guys had a good win against the Spurs on Sunday. We did. Great win in the Garden. I was very impressed. Melo came and took it home. But, of course, like we said last week, Charles Oakley had his incident with James Dolan. Yes. So... What James Dolan decided to do, he in, tried to invite, not tried, he invited my man Latrell Sprewell, who Spree. hasn't been to the Garden in 13 years. Sprewell, LJ, Bernard King. He invited them to the Garden, which I feel is a slight to the Charles Oakley incident. I feel like he was using them as pawns. Quite possibly. What do you think about that? Well. 13 years? Hey, listen, i tell you like this. Knicks fan as a Knicks fan mm-hmm. Charles Oakley was the heart and soul of many teams he was and as a Knicks fan the whole 90s you never forget that never and that's something that can't be forgotten Dave Charles Foster. Oakley Anthony Mason mm-hmm. John Starks John Patrick Stone, Ewan Patrick Ewan Derek Harper Derek Hubert Har- David I mean the list goes on and <laughs> on you know so whatever Dolan, Greg Anthony Greg Anthony hey keep going listen Whatever Dolan wants to do to, to make it look a certain way, he can do that. He owns the team. True. But at the end of the day, as I once heard, mm-hmm. you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. And as a real Knicks fan, we know the Oak Man shouldn't have been treated like that. Not at and all. And that's just a fact. That's bottom line. He bought his own tickets. He should be able to sit down. That's a bottom line. Sit down in a peaceful manner. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a sporting game. So, yeah, if he wants to chant this or chant that, hey, as long as he's not calling out a particular group, it's okay. Okay. It's sports. All love in sports. Free Oakley. Free Oak. Bring Oak back to the garden. He's already free, but bring him back to the garden. Bring him back to the garden. He deserves it. And I did read today, though, that they had a sit-down meeting with Adam Silver, James Dolan, Charles Oakley today. So most likely, that ban hopefully will get removed. Because you can't ban Oak for life. We'll see what happens. You can't do that. And definitely don't drag out a legend like that. Come on, You can't do that. Charles Oakley did wild out a little bit with the push. He went a little overboard. But Let me he ask got you a, a little question. Angry. If six people came but to yes, you, I agree, and told you to get up out your seat, what would you do? I would be very upset. And then what? Are you gonna go peacefully? I paid for my tickets. True. I paid point. to come watch a game. Got a point. So just because someone doesn't want me here, mm-hmm. does that mean that the Secret Service or whoever can come and kick me out? Not Absolutely not. Not at all. Absolutely not. If you not. pay for a ticket, you earn, you pay for that right to sit in that seat and enjoy the game you paid for. Hey, listen, if you don't stand for nothing, you fall for you fall for anything. I feel you. Oakley, New York is behind you. New York, free Oak. Free Oak. <laughs> Simeon's house is behind you. <laughs> so, with that, do you feel that there should be a public ban for fans on attending MSG because of the way Oakley was treated? Well, I put it to you like this. As fans, we make our own choices True. and our own decisions. Um, it's been tough sometimes to watch the Knicks struggle over the last few years, but as a loyal fan, you stick around and you hope things change. Okay. You know, you stick around and you hope things change. The only thing that I wish right now is that Melo doesn't waive his no-trade clause because... We're going to get to that. He deserves to be here, and he doesn't deserve to get run out of town. Definitely doesn't deserve that. So how do you, as a Knicks fan, as a resident Knicks fan, a longtime Knicks fan, how do you feel about going through another rebuild? Well, it just shows a lack of direction. You know, just just because someone can coach, that doesn't mean that they can manage. That doesn't mean that they can be a president. I Phil agree. Jackson was a great coach for many years. He left in rings. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book about it. So but it. he never was the general manager or the president of a team. Mm-hmm. And everyone doesn't have that quality. Exactly. Because some of the tactics that he's using to try to motivate Carmelo and Przingis and some of these guys is actually backfiring. It is. From the GM's perspective or from the president's perspective, it's actually backfiring. You know, you can do that as a coach because you see your players every day. Yeah. You're in the shoot-around with them you're every day. You're more in tune with them. Exactly. You're more mm-hmm. in tune with them, but it's backfiring. So, I just think that aside from bad trades and bad hirings and et cetera, et cetera, 
the only bright spot that we have right now mm-hmm. is Carmelo. I mean, Porzingis is coming up, but he's no mellow. He's no it's, mellow. He's not. He's not mellow. He's not mellow. He definitely can't. Absolutely, and he's not ready to take on that role. I asked Dominique last week, do you think Porzingis can carry a team right now? Do you, as a Knicks fan, do you believe KP can carry a team? I mean, actually, the face of a fan tra- of a franchise. At 21 years old, would you be able to carry a billion dollar company? Not at all. Not the number one media market. There you go. Over the, the most scrutiny of any NBA team, I feel, right now. I rest my case. Listen, the kid is 21, 22 years old. To put that pressure... And a foreigner. There we go. To put that pressure on his shoulders would be unfair. It'll flat out be a travesty. It would be. You know, a lot of people compare him to Dirk Nowinski and things like that. But you have to realize the market in... Dallas, Texas mm-hmm. is different than a market in New York, New York. Yeah. You Very know, it's different. a totally different market. And what people don't understand as much as they dog mellow is that he's a great blanket for oh, what's yeah. really going on. He's he a takes blanket. It. He's a scapegoat. And if you ever watch him in the post-game interviews, pre-game, he takes it on the chin. He's mm-hmm. humble. He's doing the same thing that Patrick Ewan did years and years ago. Much he respect. took it on the chin. And not everyone, not every man in the NBA is built for that. I agree. Bottom line, period. I agree. Bottom line, period. 100%. So, in your mind, do you think that Melo was dealt before the deadline? Or do you think he finishes out the season in a Nick uniform? He should finish out the season in a Nick uniform. What do you think will happen? What I think will happen, he finishes out the season in a Nick uniform. He finishes out his career. You think he finishes his career in a Nick he uniform? Fasi- he finishes okay. his career in a Nick uniform because when you think about it, Melo didn't have to resign with the Knicks. He, he chose to, though. But he chose. But listen, when you look at how the salary cap is structured, he could have actually waited and then re-up for more money the same way LeBron did, the same way Conley did, all these guys. But yeah. he said, you know what? Let me do it now and let me let Phil handle it. Yeah. But Phil didn't handle it appropriately and unfortunately. But he put his trust in Phil No, absolutely He put his but trust in, in Phil in return In return for putting his trust in Phil He did give him that no trade clause Because remember He was very extremely close To signing with Chicago Which I still feel He should have done Which is signed with Chicago When D. Rose was still there They still had Jimmy Butler They still had Paul Gasol that summer I still feel like He was that missing piece Of the Bulls To take down the Cavs but then Melo ultimately chose to re-sign with the Knicks. One, because he got that extra year and extra 20 mil in his contract. And then also, he got that no trade clause as well. I don't think he did it because it was a money thing. I did it because so? it was a New York thing. When you look well, at the yeah, league I agree, yeah. and you look at, at the NBA, a New York thing. When, being able to win a championship in New York is like an experience unlike any other. I agree. And he wanted to do it here. Not enough players are able to do it here, to deal with the pressure, yeah. to deal with the scrutiny, to deal with everybody watching you when you go out for a steak dinner, when you go to Manhattan, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you go to Soho, when you mm-hmm. go wh- wherever you want to go. He is the epitome of what a player has to have to play for the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. He's the epitome. So you know what? I don't care, honestly, if the Knicks don't make the playoffs this year, next year, or the year after, as long as Melo stays. Okay. Because Melo is the epitome, as I said before, of what a player who's playing in New York has to has to have. You okay. have to be built like that. You think that. he has all the intangibles of a leader? Listen... Leadership. No. Do you, does he have the intangibles to be a leader of men? Because remember, we spoke about it last episode. Absolutely, we spoke I think about so. Him Listen, having the you can't make you can't make somebody make threes who's never made them. You can't make somebody grab rebounds who's never done it. True. You know, but you don't think that Melo can become a better leader? I still think he can, he can Le- become a better leader. I put it to He's you not like a this: a leader of men, leader as in a LeBron James. But check it out. Ball. Why should a man have to lead another man? You know what I mean? It's Some certain men things. Are, all men aren't built to be It's leaders. certain things that you can add. Like when you True. look at Jason's kid's game. Not Jason to say he was a leader. Not to say he was the greatest leader, but his style of play brought the best out of his fellow players. 
But who's to say that that has anything to do with leadership? Sometimes it's just that a is st- leadership. Not necessarily it is. because it's, sometimes it's versatility. Sometimes it's just a style of play. Allen Iverson, his style of play True. probably didn't bring the best out of other players. True. But are you telling me you're going to take ten players over Allen Iverson? Absolutely not. I but would. You would. Ten plays? You mean in NBA history? Well, oh, right, oh. right now, right now, right now in the game today. Yes. If you take Allen Iverson in this prime, what ten players could you reasonably say I'll take them over him? I might say a good seven. Maybe. A good seven. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that this whole leadership thing, I just think it's more of a style of play thing. When you think of the great leaders in NBA history, you look at Magic, mm-hmm. you look at Jordan, mm-hmm. you look at LeBron, mm-hmm. but their skill sets are, 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 are so much. Yeah, they're more conducive Absolutely. for that type of leadership. Absolutely. Melo was more of an isolation scorer. Yeah. He's more of a uh, hands on. I'm going to get you 50. I'm going to get you a bucket when you need to get a bucket. Absolutely. End of the game. It's my time. It's my time to shine. It's my time to take over. I agree. Bottom line. But I still feel like he should adapt Absolutely. to his surroundings and to his surrounding players. Bottom line, don't wave the no trade clause. Stay in New York, Mello. We stay love you. Stay in New York? Yeah. Stay you in New York, You heard it here Mello. first. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Mello. <laughs> we love you, Mello. Coming from a resident Knicks fan. So, a quick question, though, before we move on. Do you think you guys should re-sign D-Rose in the offseason? Well, it depends how we end the season. Okay. You know, if we end the season making the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. Okay. If we end the season not making the playoffs and we have a lottery pick, okay. maybe not. Because okay. we can get a younger guy for a cheaper price and move forward that way. Okay. I hear that. I think I if... D Rose asks for a lower price, then I will re-sign him at a at a discounted price. Yeah, but discount. not for the max like he's asking no, for. Not, not for at the all. max. Not, not for at the all. max. Not for the so max. So we're gonna get into the uh, the crossover segment. So every week, like I told you guys last episode, I'm gonna have the crossover segments where I, I throw out a couple player comparisons. The guest doesn't know the comparisons I'm gonna throw out, so they're all new and random. So we're going to get your honest reactions. And you act as GM and you tell me who you would choose in their prime. Okay. All right? I can roll with that. All right. So first, I got who would you have in this prime? Steph Curry or Steve Nash? Steph Curry. I'm going to give you his stats. Korea, 22.7 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 47% field goal percentage, two-time MVP, one-time champ, one-time scoring champ. Steve Nash, 14 points, three rebounds, eight and a half assists, one steal, 49% field goal percentage, two-time MVP, five-time assist champion. Who would you have in your prime, Steve Nash or Steph Curry? I'm going to go with Steph Curry for the simple fact that Steve Nash is more of a piece Okay. And Steph Curry is a the piece of a ch- championship Absolutely. contender. Okay, yeah. now that's a that's you an know, interesting Steve, view. Steve Nash at. is more okay. of a piece. Okay, and even being a piece, he couldn't go there. Steph Curry is the piece. Gotcha. He is the piece. If you need thirty, he'll go get it. You need forty, he'll go get it. They- now that's an excellent Yeah, absolutely an Excellent point So Steph make. Curry Steph Curry Okay, I agree with you I go with Steph Curry as well I think Steph Curry Is a more dynamic Playmaker He can carry a team as well Even though he could still Be better in his uh, Distribution Or his playmaking skills But He is He does have that It factor that you need He's box office As my man Stephen A said He's box office Oh yeah, it's showtime Exactly So now I'll go with Jamal J. Crossover Crawford <laughs> or Manu Ginobili. Ooh. J. Crossover, 15 points, two rebounds, three and a half assists, one steal, 41% field goal percentage, three time six man of the year. Manu Ginobili, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, 44% field goal percentage, four time champ. One time, six man in the air. Who you got, Jamal Crawford or Manu Ginobili? I'm going to go with Jamal Crawford. Jay um, Crawford in his prime. Yeah, and i tell you why. I go okay. with Jamal Crawford because Jamal Crawford, the things that he's done over his career, he can do that on a winning team. True. Or he can do that on a bottle, or, or, on the bottom of the barrel team, I agree. as he's shown you. Manu Ginobili now is a little more tricky because 
He's been around Duncan for years. True. He's been he had around a support system. Support system. Duncan Parker. Popovich, so he's been coached into a system, so he may be more of a system player. You never know. But Crawford, fortunate, for, fortunately or unfortunately, mm -hmm. he's been with maybe about four or five teams and has done the same thing with every team. Seven teams. Mm -hmm. There we go. And he's done the same thing for every team. Produce, produce. Oh, yeah. And produce. There you go. I will go with Jamal Crawford as well. I think he's more of a dynamic playmaker. On the floor Coming off the bench He can get you 15 He can get you 30 He can get you 40 He can get you 5 You never know Yeah So absolutely. I would go with Jay Crawford as well there So we now go. Two for two You gonna two like this two. one. Oh, you got a surprise I got a surprise for you Carmelo Anthony Or Dominique The Human Highlight Film Williams I mean Williams Excuse me Wilkins <laughs> Wilkins <laughs> Uh, let me see. Wilkins, wait, I got the stats. Go ahead, Listen to how crazy these stats are, right? Melo, 24.8 points per game, 6.6 .6 rebounds, 3 assists, 0.5 blocks, 1 steal, 45% from the floor, 9-time All-Star, 1-time scoring champ. Dominique Wilkins, the exact same number of points, 24.8, the exact same number of rebounds, 6.6, .6, Two and a half assists, 0.5 steals, one one block, 46% field goal percentage. Same thing, nine-time All-Star and one-time scoring champ. You got Melo or Dominique Wilkins? I'm going to go with Melo. You're going to uh, go with Melo yeah. over, over Dominique? I'll go with okay. Melo uh, just because okay. he can score in many different ways. At will. At will. Uh, you know, he can... Get you off the dribble. Mm -hmm. He can get you posting up. Uh -huh. He can get you fast break, isolation. Uh -huh. He can play team ball when he has the right team members. Right now we call that barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. When he gets down in that post. <laughs> when he gets down in that post, you know, I, I just think Melo has been a victim of playing with a subpar supporting cast. True. And we always like to talk bad about him and Melo doesn't do this, Melo doesn't do that. But check this out. Look at the Cleveland Cavaliers' current roster. Mm -hmm. And LeBron is still asking for more. I know. He's he asking, asking for a playmaker. More. He wants a playmaker and he already has Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. He already has Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. He already has newly acquired Kyle Krover. Oh, Tristan Thompson mm -hmm. Shumpert mm -hmm. J.R. Smith mm -hmm. He'll be back off of injury soon And look who the Knicks got mm -hmm. Holiday Kuzminskis Hernan Gomez Hernan Gomez Courtney Lee But then everyone Darren wants to Rose. tear this man down True. You know sometimes, sometimes you can't listen to what the people say So to answer your question <laughs> I'm going with Carmelo. Going with Melo over Wilkins. Over Wilkins. Okay, I And hear that's that. even before Melo came to the Knicks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I take that. Anything's possible. Got that right. So now I'm also go Demarcus Cousins or Patrick Ewing. Look at the numbers. Very similar. I don't need similar. to see the numbers. Pat Ewing. <laughs> save, save, save your numbers. Patrick Ewing. Say the numbers. Patrick, you, all you got to do. Not a game. Not a game. Come on. Not a game. We talking about practice. All you got to do is look at what I call the eye test. They're very similar numbers. Yeah, similar numbers, but sometimes the numbers lie. True. Your eyes sometimes don't lie. True. Contrarily to what people say. He was look, a better defender by Who was far. a better defender? Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing is a better Absolutely. defender But also, he, he had a sweet shot. He Patrick did. had nice a sweet shot. A 15 to 20 footer? Absolutely. Pick and pop? Absolutely. You know, sweet shot. He could defend. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He never lost his head here in New York City. DeMarcus Cousins is losing his head He's in Sacramento. So imagine, He's imagine if he went to La La Land. Or oh, with DeMarcus? Yes. Oh, my. He or couldn't handle... Imagine if he came to New York, New York. I was York, about to say, imagine him in New City York. Dreams. They would murder him in New York. Do you think uh, he... I mean, but sometimes New York likes that little edge, which he does have, but I think he's too much of a, a head Some case. players can't handle he's it. He's too emotional. A lot of players can't handle it. Yeah. Say what you want I don't wanna... think he has a level head. No, I, I, listen. A lot of players simply can't handle it. It's yeah. not that players don't want to come here. Mm -hmm. They can't play here. Can't handle that media scrutiny. Can't handle that. It's one of the the highest media scrutinies of hey. 
number one media market. So you got Pat Ewing without the stats. Without the stats. I got Pat Ewing as well. It's not needed. It's not. <laughs> no need. I feel you, man. Most definitely. So that was the crossover segment. Yeah, absolutely. Cr- cr- cross that one over for the books. <laughs> How about that? Definitely, man. So, uh, so like I said before in the introduction, my man Hakeem Constantine, he's the executive director and founder of the Simeon's House organization. Yes, sir. So tell the people what the Simeon's House organization is. All right. Well, uh, you know, Simeon's House is named after my late grandfather, okay. Simeon Constantine. And um, yes, let's give it up. It's named after my late grandfather, Simeon Constantine. And, uh, you know, Simeon's House is a conduit for young men to develop tangible skills necessary for them to thrive and become productive members in society. So what does that mean? Well, our organization, we focus on financial development, art appreciation, community service, nature exploration and nice. self-development uh, self-development nice. it's very important sometimes uh, that we teach our young men our young minority boys things that the schools can't teach them a lot of times you know parents just push their kids off to school and expect the school to teach them the world but we have to number one as parents teach our kids things that the schools don't teach them and number two life skills absolutely number two as communities we have to do better into Mm -hmm. developing programs to help our kids and doing better by our kids so do absolutely so you know it's just something that i started out of the love of my heart to help other teenagers because when i was coming up I wanted to do things, but I just didn't have that extra push. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, some people didn't know how to give me the push. But Simeon's House, it creates a way where we're structured into gearing kids into receiving the knowledge that they need to receive, you know, a- along with the help of uh, my vice president, Tiffany Brown, you-, you know, has played a very, a very intricate part. Shouts out to Tiffany Brown. Absolutely. Into putting things together, organizing things. And, you know, she was a person who worked in the financial field for Mm -hmm. many years. And when I spoke to her about the idea of Simeon's house, it was just all hands on deck. All hands on deck. So wonderful thing you're doing there, my brother. You know, I I just want to give a thank you to her, along with uh, Mr. Alden Robinson, who's the secretary of the organization. And, uh, you know, everyone who came out and supported the gala last year, we're going to have another one this year. Okay. That'll be uh, in October. I was about to say 10 little people when the gala is in no, October. I, I, yeah. Okay. October. They could check the website for updates. And also, I'll be having a clothing drive okay. on uh, March 3rd. March have, 3rd. Yes. March 3rd. I'll be having a clothing drive. And, uh, you know, more details will be released soon. But, you know, if anyone wants Location? to get a, uh TBD. TBD. TBD, yeah. <laughs> because we're working with a few a few shelters and things like that right now. But okay. it's just very important. You know, it's like I looked at my closet last, not even last week, maybe three weeks ago. And I'm like, wow, look at all the stuff I don't wear. Mm-hmm. You know, look Yo, at all the true. stuff I don't wear. I have many wear. things I would like to donate as well. Yeah. To the closing drive. I looked, at my, I looked at my closet. I said, wow, look at all the stuff that I don't wear. And I called a couple friends. They're like, wow. It's a lot of stuff I don't wear, but what, what do we do with it? A lot of people throw their old clothes away. All the time. Figure that out, but a lot of people are in need. So if anyone wants to get in contact... Is there a way to contact you? Your website? Yeah, well, they can go to the website, okay. uh, www.simeonshouse.org. Okay. And that's S-I-M-E-O-N-S dot O-R-G. Okay. And uh, they can also email me directly at... Hakeem C H A K I M, the letter C, at simeonshouse.org. And, okay. you know, I'm always willing and I'm always open to, you know, working with other organizations, okay. working with other people, because when we think about life, it's not only about us. Exactly. It's about other people. And you we gotta have, help others. We, you gotta help others. Got to. You gotta help others. It's just like, you didn't have to have me on this show, but something told you, hey, Come through. I respect your basketball knowledge, and I know you're a great person. And I'm here, man. And I'm here. So I just want to give you a round of applause. 
thank you, my brother. Because I appreciate what you're doing by giving other people the platform not only to speak about their knowledge of things, but also speak about what they're doing for the community. And exactly. we and we need more people like you who just open their arms up and say, hey, come in. I appreciate it. Come that. in. So I just want to give it up for you. I appreciate it. Thanks a I, lot. I appreciate you being here. AKA drop a jewel. Drop it a jewel. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, I just I just wanted to let everyone know if you get a chance, go check out that James Baldwin documentary. Oh, it's, yes. Yes, it's narrated by Samuel Jackson. Yes. And I think it'll be very beneficial for a lot of people to go see it and just realize what their history really is. Go man. check that out, people. Understand what's going on. What happened before is, is bound to happen again if we don't understand what's going on, man. But like I said, I want to give you another round of applause. Thank you. Hawk, I just want to thank you, my brother, for being here today. You know, no I appreciate problem. you. Appreciate you blessing us with your basketball knowledge. <laughs> appreciate you coming here debate me on the stage. It's all love, baby. You New know. York Knicks for life. New York Jets for life. New York <laughs> Mets for life. Knicks winning the championship. Anything's possible. <laughs> Hey, anything's possible. You hear Free me? Free Oak, y'all. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> get Oak a courtside seat next to Spike Lee. Let's get him a courtside you seat, know? man. Lower uh, them ticket prices, Dolan, man. I'm trying to get in there. Lower them ticket prices, man. <laughs> Word, you need to lower them ticket yeah. prices, man. You, you overcharging for the Coke rush, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> man. Lower, lower those prices, man. Lower but thanks those again. Prices, thanks man. again. All right. So that's the Above the Rim podcast, episode two. And we are...